Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. All right, hello and welcome in. Friday edition of the program. We've made it to the end of the week and the final Friday night of regular uh, season high school football coming up this evening. Uh, Some interesting games highlighted by New Albany and Floyd Central. Uh, Big rivalry game. We'll carry that game on 94.7 FM tonight and have more on that coming up a little bit later in the program today. Welcome into the show. Uh, Let's take a look at the show lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one, lots of news and notes to get to on this Friday as we send you into the weekend. We'll cover those things here in segment one. Later in the hour, Dylan Wallace, the sports editor of the Seymour Tribune. He always is our guest on Fridays. We'll talk IU basketball. We'll talk IU football heading into their game with Maryland on Saturday afternoon. And also a little postseason football likely with uh, Dylan. I should say final week of regular season football, high school football that is, and maybe a little postseason football chatter with him when he joins us later as well. And then uh, Kyle Nedenrip of the Indianapolis Star joins. Jalen Harrelson of Fishers continues to be a big, big rising name in the national recruiting scene. It's no longer the Midwest scene. It's the national scene for him, the Big Ten, it seems like. The entire Big Ten conference after him. We'll talk about him today uh, and a lot more coming up in just a bit. Also, uh, the Form Tip-Off Classic, they announced their schedule yesterday. Lots of great players in our state will be featured in that event. Harrelson, Booker, so many others. Uh, Some IU targets, but obviously Harrelson would be the big one. And we'll preview that. When that schedule is announced in mid-October, that's kind of a signal that the high school season is firing up as well and some of the early season stuff starting to come out on that as well. So just a great time of year as we have football rolling and basketball coming up. But uh, lots of great guests. That's the lineup for today, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget you can send me a text. I've had a handful of them this week. 502-414-1450 is the number. Again, 502-414-1450. You can save that number in your phone. You can send in a question, a comment for one of our guests. If you want to sound off on IU basketball or football, or if you're going to a high school football game tonight, I'd love to know where you're going and who you predict to win here in the uh, final week of the regular season, especially that big New Albany-Floyd Central rivalry game and Providence-North Harrison coming up tonight. That's going to be a good one as well. Thornton's is the perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like their fresh coffee and delicious donuts. And let's take a look at some headlines for today as we get into segment one. First and foremost, Trace Jackson Davis uh, getting ready for a big season for the Hoosiers. Uh, preseason Big Ten 
Player of the Year almost unanimously, and we know the love that Indiana is getting as well. Uh, one of the interesting or funny things that came out of Big Ten Media Days earlier in the week, a two-day deal starting Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, was Michigan coach Jawan Howard. He said to Trace Jackson Davis at Big Ten Media Days, quote, Come on, big fella. You could have just went to the NBA. I have to deal with you again. Game planning for you is hard. It's tough. This guy makes me lose sleep at night. So uh, funny comment, a, a good comment from Coach Howard at Michigan. Obviously, he he is well aware of who Trace Jackson Davis is, how he's evolved as a player, and also I think we all understand what type of season he could have uh, if he takes his game even to a higher level for Indiana this year. You start thinking about some of the other potentials in the lineup or big names on the roster this year, and I think you know Jalen hood Shafino probably right behind Trace as the most coveted freshman uh, in the preseason, I think it's safe to say, uh, in the Big Ten Conference. And so those two guys drawing a lot of praise this week at Media Days and since Media Days, a lot of stories written about those guys and about Indiana. And it's just definitely a different vibe, a different feel on Indiana for the upcoming season. And Justin Kalen is producing today. He's also going to have the call of New Albany and Floyd Central football. So I wanted to get his comments on that. But Justin, you're also a diehard IU guy. I know that. Oh, yeah. And I, I, it just, you know, hosting this show every day, reading a lot of news stories heading into our headlines, uh, just a total different feel than what I can remember. Uh, and we've been doing this show now for seven or eight years. I think it's heading toward nine years, to be correct. Um, I know Indiana's had some good lofty expectations and in a couple of those preseasons, but with Hood Shafino coming in and taking the conference by storm as an incoming freshman that I think people are at least expecting him to do, getting a lot of honors. Uh, I just You put him with Trace Jackson Davis and the overall returners. This is just a completely different vibe on Indiana basketball as we sit here in mid-October from what it's been for many, many seasons. Yeah, I mean, I tend to agree with that. And the crazy thing is is the majority of people are talking about Trace and Jalen hood Shafino, and there's so many guys that aren't getting talked about. And I think if if you're IU, that's that's a good thing. Like, you, of course, you hear race because he's mentioned with Trace a lot of times. But I mean, you got Malik Renault. I haven't heard anything about Malik Renault other than from the mouths of the players who have nothing but positive things to say about him. Same thing with a guy like Xavier Johnson. He hasn't been getting a whole lot of talk this summer. Yeah, it's. I'm really excited about this season, for sure. Sitting here in mid-October and not having seen, obviously, any of the practices, I think a key for the Hoosiers this year will be Miller Cop. Yeah. Uh, I think that's maybe that's an obvious statement, but if he can come off of screens, if he can be a more effective three-point shooter, uh, kind of going back to like he was at Northwestern against Indiana, I think that could be the key. I think we know a baseline for Trace Jackson Davis of what he at least at minimum is going to bring on average to this team. Jalen hood Shafino, I'll be surprised if he doesn't come in and bring a big effort to this team and, and, and do some big things as a freshman based on everything we're hearing and seeing from those involved with the team and NBA scouts that have had a chance to watch him recently as well. I think it's going to be some of the other guys, and you touched on some of them, but Miller Cop to me stands out as a guy that can really help Indiana in a category that they've been deficient at, and that's three-point shooting. And if some of the pressure goes to other guys and he has a little bit better look 
than what he got last year, or Indiana's running a little bit better of an offense than what they were able to last year. To me, he just seems like a guy that you could look at midseason if things are going in a great direction for this Indiana team and say he's a difference maker. Well, and you'd like to think as one of the older guys that he's going to bring some sort of leadership that this team is going to need. I mean, whether he's knocking down shots or not, he's one of the older heads on this team. He's got to keep everybody else in check. But three others that I think will be in there as well, That uh, three other guys that haven't been talked about, Tamar Bates, you got Jordan Geronimo, and then my personal favorite player on this team, Trey Galloway. I mean, all three of those guys are going to bring just such a dynamic effort for this Indiana team. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Wish the season was here this weekend as opposed to Same. a month or so from now, but it is inching closer. Justin, while you have you, have while we have you, as we continue on in some other headlines here in this opening segment on our Friday program, high school football tonight, it's a big one. New Albany and Floyd Central. New Albany, after the great season a year ago, has not been able to answer back that call. Floyd Central, a few weeks ago, I thought maybe they were beginning to turn the corner, and they've had a couple real close, narrow slip-ups, I thought, against teams that they could have beat since then. But with that said, it's a rivalry game. Uh, Both teams have struggled. Uh, New Albany for a great part of the season, Floyd Central for some of the season. Uh, I do think this will be a competitive game tonight, though. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, and you mentioned Floyd Central's close losses. They lost last week against Jennings County. Max Granger had his game-tying field goal blocked with less than 10 seconds left on the clock. So, I mean, that would have sent it to overtime. Floyd could have maybe pulled out a win in that one, and then the trajectory of their season – Overall, is a lot different going into this game at four and four instead of three and five. But yeah, anytime Floyd and New Albany get together, it's it's guaranteed to be a fun time. And Justin, I'm hoping for a Friday night where I can enjoy high school football. You've got the call of the game, yep. but I, I would like to get through a Friday evening without a text or phone call or message on social media. <laughs> where is the Southern Indiana high school football game, Matt, on the Big X? We've been telling you each and every week, and especially on Fridays, that we are the home of St. X football on Friday nights with the great voice of the Tigers. That's John Spears, a friend of everybody's here at the Big X. But high school football this year has been moved mostly to 90 94.7 FM WFIA. It's streaming, available streaming online as well, and a very simple station to stream. So when you're looking for that game tonight, don't look on the Big X. I know you're so used to coming here for everything Southern Indiana, but every Friday I get bombarded with these messages <laughs> where's the game? And so we want to make sure people know 94.7 FM if you want to tune in and listen in to Justin's call of the game tonight. Well, well and change is hard. I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, Matt. Everybody's used to coming to the Big X, but if you think about it logistically, saying X on the Big X, that just that makes a whole lot of sense. And to be quite honest with you, 94.7 signal is off the charts good. So yeah. if you're looking for that tonight, yeah, just go to 94.7. Absolutely. While I've got you, one other quick thing, Providence North Harrison, uh, that's going to be a real focus game for me tonight. The Pioneers need a big tune-up going into their sectional. If they're going to make a run to win that thing in a couple weeks, they're going to have to take out probably an undefeated Tecumseh team uh, coached by the former Bedford coach, Coach Zabo, in that championship game. And uh, this will be a good tune-up for the Pioneers to see what they've got and do a final check before getting into elimination football. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, win or loss tonight for Providence, great season. North Harrison's tough, though. they got a nice little running back who's, who's just had a solid season. Um, so I'll, I wouldn't be surprised with any outcome tonight. But as you said, I mean, Providence has as good a shot as anybody, I think, of winning their sectional aside from maybe Charlestown. They got a good shot as well. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm, that Pioneers team's been a lot of fun to watch this year. And I think we already know next week you're going to follow we'll Providence against yeah. Springs Valley in the opening round of the sectional because we think Providence has a chance to advance as far as anybody, uh, if not be the local team that advances the farthest. And so Justin's postseason coverage will begin there next Friday. All right, Justin, thank you. We'll listen to your call tonight and uh, talk with you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. A couple other notes. Uh, Floyd Central Boys Soccer, victorious yesterday over over Jasper in penalty kicks, 3-1. to one. So Floyd Central headed to a Class 3A regional semifinal. Also last night, Providence's girls soccer team, they are second rate in the state. They got a good test from Switzerland County, who's or was ranked ninth, and the, the Lady Pioneers in soccer victorious in the 1A regional semifinals. And I know last night we had a couple local teams that were not victorious. The Floyd Central girls were also defeated last night, uh, and I believe that Silver Creek uh, lost as well. So uh, local teams, a couple advance, a couple go down last night. But, yeah, the uh, Silver Creek girls were defeated by Evansville Memorial uh, on uh, Thursday night. So we've got some soccer teams alive, and next week at this time we'll be getting ready for postseason high school football. Also, one other local note, uh, the Pizza Bowl over at UofL Baseball. It's just an inter-squad scrimmage. They do it in the fall. It's at Jim Patterson Stadium. Admission is free. Uh, one of their final games is tonight at 5 o'clock and Saturday tomorrow at noon. And the reason I mention a Louisville baseball scrimmage here on our program is because we have received word that Tucker Biven, a graduate of New Albany High School, will be the starting pitcher. And that's a big deal for a freshman. Even in an inter-squad game, he's going to get a chance to square off with some of his teammates. And he's had a nice start to the fall over at UofL. We'll get an opportunity. He pitched earlier in the offseason. They have a couple fall games, but he'll get an opportunity to start this uh, Pizza Bowl game tonight. So just keeping you up to date <clears throat> on local player Tucker Bivin. We'll head to a commercial break. We'll come back with Dylan Wallace. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back. The Thornton's text line is open. That number, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You can download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. With us now, Dylan Wallace. He's sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and he joins our program on Friday to talk IU basketball and football. And Dylan, I'm, I'm kind of going to put you on the spot here just a little bit. When it comes to IU football this weekend... Now that the weather is changing and Hoosier hysteria has happened with so much excitement and this Indiana team and Trace Jackson Davis and Jalen Hood, Shafino and others continue to receive such high praise, at what point is the focus no longer IU football or maybe even at what point is the casual IU fan not even engaged in the football season and just focused on the start of hoops? Well, I think we're starting to get there. Um, 
But I think the one thing, you know, you still have going for the football team is, you know, you're, you're still halfway to bowl eligibility with a good amount of games left on the schedule. Um, you know, they just fired the, you know, Darren Hiller, the offensive line coach, which, you know, a lot of fans wanted. So I think that kind of maybe, you know, fans like to hear that. Maybe they're more interested to see, you know, how the offensive line looks. And I think people need to keep in mind it's probably not going to look a whole lot better the rest of the season. That's something that's really hard to change just from, you know, one week and, and just a different guy being in charge there. You know, it's kind of a whole thing that they need to fix, take a while to fix as well. But I, I do think them kind of getting rid of him and fans will be, you know, a little bit more happy about that. And like I said, I think with the, the chances to still get to bowl eligibility, uh, you have a big home game against Maryland this weekend, you know, a Rutgers game next week on the road. You know, these are two big opportunities for this team. Um, so I think the interest is still there. But, I mean, clearly, you know, I think, you know, especially last year or last week with Hoosier Hysteria, uh, the basketball team definitely took the cake for kind of the most, most interest. Um, I think it's one of the biggest crowds that they've had at Hoosier Hysteria. Um, you know, everyone seems really excited about it. And, you know, it's only going to be the end of this month. We're going to, you know, see the first exhibition game. And then, you know, the season will start in just a couple weeks here. So, um, you know, I, I do think there's still some interest with football. But, you know, I think basketball already has kind of taken over as kind of the main thing people are, are kind of focused on and excited about. But, you know, hopefully the football team can, can kind of keep the fans interested. Um, you know, I, I think I've heard that the student section has been really good this, this season at, at home football games for them. Uh, this week will be interesting because it's fall break for the kids, so, you know, it depends how many of them stuck around. Um, and, and also, you know, just the fact of, you know, you stick around the whole Michigan game, you're competitive for half, and then you get blown out. You know, how many times are people going to want to sit there and have to endure that? So uh, we'll see. I, I do think basketball is definitely kind of overtaking it, but um, I, I think there's still some things here or there that, that will keep, I guess, the casual fan, as you said, kind of interested in the football team because there's still a chance for this team to – to have some exciting things happen, uh, and even though it doesn't seem like it's turning in that direction, uh, there's still an opportunity. So I think that'll keep some fans kind of interested and engaged. And you know, the weather's still nice enough for guys, people to get out and, and tailgate and stuff. So uh, I think I think it's still good. But yeah, basketball's definitely gonna take over real soon. And if it hasn't already, it, it will soon. So Dylan, three and three, the record, six games left. Um, bow eligibility. There's still a chance. There's still hope. Don't give up yet, IU fans. Is what I hear from you. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, Maryland, I think we all kind of came into the season thinking Maryland could be a win. I think Maryland's been pretty good this year, although just as they started to impress me, they lost at home to Purdue last week, um, which, which isn't isn't great. I don't think it's a Purdue team that's been that good. And, you know, the Big Ten West in general, I think, is, is kind of up for grabs for with a lot of teams. Illinois is one of them, the Indiana beat. Um, so it's, it's kind of an interesting uh, year over there. But you know, I think Maryland's an opportunity. Rutgers, obviously, on the road next week is an opportunity. And I think Michigan State, who everyone just chalked up as a loss, is another opportunity. And you know, those are three games right there that you could potentially win. And then, obviously, the Purdue one at the end, you have it at home. Um, so I think there are four winnable games left on this schedule. You know, you just got, you got to win three of them. I don't think it's likely, but, you know, I think it's potential that they can get the, you know, if they can get the five wins heading into the, the you know, the, the bucket game, that could have some excitement for the fans. Um, I wouldn't give up just yet. You know, I think... I think it's going to be tough for them to get to a bowl game, but I do think there's a lot of um, opportunities. And, you know, we'll see. I think the, t- the I think the defense looked pretty good last week against Michigan. Um, you know, with, with Hiller gone, we'll see. You know, is, some, is there some more confidence along the offensive line? Can, are they going to be able to do things a little bit better? You know, will they get Cam Camper and DJ Matthews back to full strength, their best two receivers? So I think there's still a glimmer of hope. It's definitely not like it was last year at this point, which is a good thing. So um, I do think there's some opportunities left. So hopefully fans can can, can stay hopeful and, Hopefully the team uh, kind of gives them some good moments here because there's definitely some chances on the schedule left over. I think four games 
are winnable here the rest of the way. All right, uh, Dylan, on a IU football recruiting note, I did notice yesterday three-star defensive back Travon West from Piedmont, South Carolina, announced that he is uh, decommitted from the Hoosiers and is going to reopen his commitment. West committed to IU back on June 29th. So as this season goes, depending on the results, I think Indiana also is on the brink with uh, what the future looks like and some of their recruits that are committed. And it's nothing against Tom Allen or the staff. I think it's just common sense that when you have a rough season and depending on how this thing transitions from here, uh, what level of rough it ultimately reaches could determine the future of some of these other recruits that are in the fold right now. Yeah, that's a key point. Is you know, last year was just kind of an all system failure, you know, two and ten. You can kind of point to you can point to it as a coaching staff in your recruiting and be like, you know what, everything went terrible, you know, it was just the worst year possible. But that's not who we are. That's not who we've been over the last five years. You know, we've showed um, you know, an ability to be competitive, to be bowl eligible, to be, you know, you know, good in the Big Ten East, you know, kinda of have have good moments here or there. And, you know, I think after coming off of that year and starting this year three and zero was positive, but now I think you're right. You know, if you if you go three and nine this season, you don't win another game. That's really going to hurt because then that's going to show that last year wasn't necessarily an aberration, and uh, there's a lot more wrong with this program than you know. I, I think fans are kind of know, but we don't want to necessarily believe yet. And I think you know the rest of the season could be very vital in terms of their recruiting, in terms of having guys stick around and. You know, if you start to lose the culture again, which is kind of the big thing that happened last year, though, the culture kind of went down and, and everything kind of fell apart after that. You know, if the culture kind of goes bad again this season and they go winless for the rest of the way, um, then that, that, that really hurts recruiting because that's one of the biggest recruiting pitches is, you know, hey, you know, we, 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 we want to, we're all inclusive here. You know, we get everybody in here and we think you have a chance to pull all the kind of stuff that Tom Allen likes to use on the recruiting trail. You know, that could really fall apart here and that could go against some of the things on the field don't. Um, start to reciprocate, you know. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see uh, kind of how the recruiting trail and how, you know, people who are already committed, what their decisions are going to be like as we go forward here. Um, because, you know, like I said, we can't, they can't, they can't just go winless for the rest of the way. They can't, you know, they have to try to be competitive, try to get to a bowl game, um, at least kind of show some signs of life that, you know what, last year it was bad, but it's not, the program isn't, isn't as bad of a state as everyone kind of thinks it could be. So, you know, that's going to be big for them. And, and you hope that, you know, I, th- I think a lot of the guys that commit to Indiana kind of understand, Hey, it, it might not be the place where I'm going to go win a national championship or go to a new year six, but it's a place where I know I'll have an opportunity to play, you know, division one football and, and could be competitive with, you know, being primetime games against some of the big boys and be competitive with them. So um, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that obviously, wasn't wasn't the best thing with the decommitment uh, yesterday or however many days ago it was, but um, you know I think the rest of the season, like you said, will be a big kind of indicator and factor in terms of kind of how well because you know Tom Allen's recruited well and I think you know the coaching staff has done it. I think the development has been a little hit or miss here at times, especially you know uh, in the trenches on the offensive line, defensive line. But they've recruited well, and and hopefully you know they can keep doing that. And you know that you, to keep doing that though, you got to win on the field. You can't keep going two and ten, three and nine, and and recruit well. So you know this this is a, it's a big season. You know not only for kind of the guys on the field and and the program in general, but also for the future. You know you want to keep guys, you want to keep people interested that hey Indiana um, can still be competitive. So yeah, I agree with you. It's it's just big. The way this season will close out could be big for that for that aspect as well. All right, Dylan, let's get into some basketball stuff. Dylan Wallace, sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, my guest. The season is almost here, uh, October 29th, Saturday at 3 p.m., Marion University, uh, exhibition one of two coming to 
Assembly Hall this year will take place. And we are a month and four days away from really IU's first big game of the year and first challenge of the year. That's a game against Xavier in Cincinnati. So uh, it's it's up on us. Uh, things are rolling. Uh, a lot of preseason content is coming out. I know everybody's on a high right now about this team and their expectations, but we're going to find out some stuff early and often. And Indiana, one of, I think, maybe the only Big Ten team I saw looking through schedules this week, I know I mentioned this earlier in the week, that did not uh, ha- does not have a secret scrimmage. They have two open exhibition games, so that helps things uh, get started a little bit quicker and faster maybe than some teams. But it's almost here, and we're a month and a few days away from a big game against Xavier. Yeah, it's really exciting um, to think that it's just that. It's just so close to kind of actually being here. And I think they had an exhibition last year um, in Louisville, didn't they? Was it against Bellarmine? Was that was that Woodson's first year? I think they did that. Yeah, um, let's see. It, so was yeah. A, it was a secret scrimmage, I think, but I don't know if it was Bellarmine or not. It was at the Yum Center, but I feel like it was Be- Belmont, wasn't it? Oh, Belmont. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So, yeah, they had one last year. So, yeah, not having one this year, you know, you got some exhibition games. Uh, it'll be nice. You know, fans can kind of actually come out and see those instead of, you know, the secret scrimmages that, that a lot of teams kind of like to have. So, you know, that'll be nice, too. Um, and then, you know, I just think, you know, I think Woodson has, has said this a lot, you know, a couple weeks ago at Indiana's Media Day, and then again this week during the Big Ten Media Days up in Indiana, or Minneapolis, um, because, you know, I think everyone's kind of asking them, hey, you know, what's it like to play this kind of schedule? Is this what we're going to expect out of Indiana going forward, playing these big teams? You know, what? how are you going to handle expectations? And Woodson's just straight up said, this is what college basketball is all about. You know, we want to be playing these kind of teams. We want to be challenged. Um, the Big Ten is tough, yeah, but we want to play good teams in the in the non-conference as well. So I think it's got a lot of fans excited. You know, this is kind of these are the kind of games in the non-conference that fans have, have been wanting to see. Um, you know, now with the crossroads gone, there's going to be some more opportunities. Obviously, everyone's got really excited about the buzz earlier this week from the a potential, a potential you know IU Kentucky rivalry coming back soon. Uh, you know, neutral sites or home and home with those teams. So they're they're obviously doing a lot of work to to get tested early on in the season. And and you know, like you said, a month to four days, we'll see that first test. It'll be a a good road game uh, down in Xavier. You know, I think I think Jerome Hunter's on that team still. So kind of a former IU player will be over there. Um, Jack Nungy, I think he used to play at Iowa a couple of years ago. So there's a couple familiar names that that fans will kind of recognize from that Xavier team um, in Cincinnati. So yeah, I think. It'll be a good opportunity. I think a lot of IU fans will, will travel over there because it's not too far away to attend it. So it'll be a good first test, you know, and it'll be really nice to kind of see how they handle the road environment early on, how they handle a Power 5 opponent. And Xavier's been pretty, a pretty decent team, a pretty frisky team. You know, they always do. They always have some pretty competitive games in the Big East. Um, I feel like they're always upsetting some teams here or there. So, you know, it's going to be a good game, and that kind of gets you ready for, for that North Carolina challenge. And I think – you know, one of the things we talked about um, was that, you know, I think we like that Indiana has kind of has a test before North Carolina, whereas North Carolina, you look at their schedule, they don't really play anybody before coming to Assembly Hall. So, you know, hopefully that plays IU's advantage um, that early on in the schedule. But, yeah, that's, uh, that starts kind of the gauntlet for, for the Hoosiers uh, there with that with the tough non-conference games. But uh, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be really exciting, and I think fans are super pumped up for it. Um, and, and it's going to be here before we know it. You know, the NBA starts up next Tuesday, so that will be kind of the first lick of basketball. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, we'll start seeing the college games rolling on TV as well. So it's a great time of year. You know, it's the baseball playoffs. Football's in the middle of the season. Uh, hockey just came back. NBA starts. College basketball's coming up. Everything's kind of kind of coming into full swing. So it's really exciting for, for sports fans in general. So I'm, I'm pumped for it. 
All right, the Xavier game, I think we all agree, is the first real challenge for Indiana on November 18th. And then Miami of Ohio, Little Rock, and Jackson State all in Bloomington, part of a three-game little um, multi-team event, MTE event. Uh, But then after that, you touched on the North Carolina game. We know that's the ACC Big Ten Challenge, really one of the premier matchups. It's the 9-15 game on November 30th on ESPN. And then after that, it goes two Big Ten games, uh, Rutgers uh, on the road and Nebraska at home, and then Arizona, and then Kansas. That is an unbelievable stretch. North Carolina, two Big Ten uh, games, Arizona and Kansas. I mean, just what a five-game stretch that is. I know we we rehashed that or we we discussed it when the schedule came out, but now that we're you know just weeks away from the season, I mean that is an unbelievable five-game run for this team. That early on, I think is going to give a real read. Uh, is this team capable of reaching some of the expectations being put on its shoulders? That five-game stretch is going to tell us a lot about that. Yeah, it's gonna be big. Um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have an interesting turnaround with. Um, Kind of the North Carolina and Rutgers game, you know, you have a, you're going to have a, a great crowd at home. You know, if you're able to win that, you know, you'll be coming off a great high, kind of like the Purdue game last year. And we, we saw kind of the letdown that, that followed that. But then you go and, you know, if you beat North Carolina, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of buzz about you because they're probably going to be, you know, top five, if not number one. Then you're going to go into, you know, two Rutgers, which is a, a, a tough place to play. You know, they get a good home crowd. They, they'd be fired up for that game. Um, it's your first conference game. You know, if you want to win the Big Ten, these are the games you're going to have to start winning. You know, you're going to have to be able to go on the road in some tough environments and get some wins. And, you know, Rutgers, I don't think it's called the Rack anymore. I think it's Jersey Mike's Arena. But, you know, it's, it's always a tough – it's been it's, it's starting to become a really tough place to play in the Big Ten. And, obviously, they had that really thrilling win against Purdue last year at home. So, you know, that's going to be – I think I'm looking at that those, that those kind of two-game back-to-back things as something really important. You know, if, if NA is able to beat North Carolina – how can you respond? How can you keep it going in a really tough place to play right after that? So that that'll be really interesting to look at. But yeah, I mean, every game there in that stretch is is just really, it's, it's going to be really fun and really important. You know, obviously, you, you would assume you have to win that Nebraska home game. You know, I feel like Indiana always plays Nebraska uh, at home in the in the December Big Ten schedule. At least it's what it seemed like the last couple of years. So, you know, you you got to win that one for sure. Um, and then, and then after that, you know, it's it's going to be you know some of these really exciting games that everyone's super pumped about. I, I know a lot of IU fans. You know, talked about going to Lawrence and, and being able to be, you know, in that building for that game. I think a lot of fans have talked about making the trip to Vegas to see the team. And so, so fans are really excited to kind of travel to these cool locations and watch their team play. So, so that's really fun. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, I think we'll get a, a really good idea of, of, you know, what, what this team could be early on. You know, it's not going to be, the, it's not going to define the season by any means, but you're going to get a really good test of, hey, is this team kind of made for these environments, for these big games. And I think, you know, I, I trust Woodson to, to kind of have the guys ready to play. You know, we'll also get a good idea of, you know, who, who's he who's he trust in the rotation. You know, I think that's one of the biggest questions is who's going to play the minutes, who's going to play in the big moments. And, you know, you're going to have those those early kind of cupcake games where, you know, you're you're, you're going to see a lot of guys on the floor and you're maybe not you're so sure who's going to play where. But, you know, with, with those five games uh, all in a row, you're going to get a real sense of, you know, who does he trust in these big moments, you're going to get a, a good sense of kind of what the rotation could look like really early on. So I'm excited for that as well. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be really awesome. And, uh, you know, this is kind of schedule fans want, like I said. And, and I think Indiana, you know, is ready to play it. I think they want to play it. And uh, hopefully hopefully they, they do well for themselves in that stretch because, like I said, it's not going to ruin the season if they struggle a little bit there. But um, I think, you know, if they come out of that stretch and, and are playing really good basketball – 
uh, man, they're going to be. It's going to be a lot of a lot of fun, a lot of great crowds at home here as you kind of enter conference play. All right, uh, talking with Dylan Wallace, he's sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, and uh, been on this program for a while now. Fridays to talk IU football, basketball, and. Dylan, sometime we venture off, especially during basketball season, to talk a little Hoosier Hills Conference hoops, but uh, we're entering the final week of regular season play. The Owls there in Seymour have had a nice run in the conference and are gearing up for postseason play. Where are you at tonight in the final week of regular season? And any thoughts on the postseason as far as some of our locals here in southern Indiana are concerned? Yeah, so Seymour, uh, they'll be at home tonight, so I'll be I'll be over there. They're hosting Bloomington South, um, who who's really good this year. I think they're top five in both the media and the coaches poll. Um, so that'll be it's probably going to be a tough game for them, but they've had a great year. You know, they're they're six and two, and you know, want to share the the conference title for the first time since two thousand one. So really fun year for them, and you know, this game this this week will kind of be a good test for the sectional because you know they're in a sectional with Bloomington South. Bloomington North and Columbus East. Um, so, you know, obviously East is, is a conference opponent for them that they've seen this year. Um, East and Bedford, I think, play tonight, and the winner of that game um, will will share the conference title with Seymour. So that'll be a big game in the conference. Whoever wins that one will get a share of the title as well. So um, exciting game for those two programs as well. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, Seymour's in a tough sectional this year. Obviously, you know, there's a couple new sectionals um, this, this, football, this football season. So, you know, their sectional's going to be a tough one. They play Bloomington North uh, in Three weeks, so the October twenty eighth, they they play North. Um, so you know, I, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a good challenge for them this, this uh, tonight against Bloomington South. You're going to kind of get a good good measuring stick of kind of where you are, you know, where you hope to be in terms of sectional play coming up. But they're playing really good football right now, and you know they're they're kind of you know they they've accomplished one of their goals to get a conference title, and now they're hoping to to, to accomplish another one. It's going to be tough, but uh, it should be fun. And I've had a, a lot of fun covering them this season, and you know the other team I cover, Brownstown Central, you know they're home to Scottsburg. Um, you know, they've been a little bit down than they usually are, but I think they're gearing up and turning the corner at the right time, getting healthy at the right time. And, you know, they'll, they'll play Brown County at Brown County next week in the, in the sectional. So it's, it's exciting time. You know, football sectionals is really fun to, to follow and to watch. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of these, these Southern Indiana teams are, are going to be having some, some good runs here in the postseason. All right. Uh, Dylan Wallace, sports editor, Seymour Tribune. Dylan, thanks. Enjoy football tonight. Uh, enjoy IU football tomorrow. We'll recap everything next Friday. Appreciate the chat. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll head to a commercial break and come back with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Uh, more on high school football. More on Jalen Harrelson. Uh, and plenty more coming your way as we wrap up this Friday edition of the program. If you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find us there. Kyle Neddenrip is next. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star with me. And, Kyle, finally we have some basketball to talk about for the upcoming season. 
when the Forum Tip-Off Classic schedule is announced, which has become uh, a great day for high school basketball in our state, bringing in a lot of the top teams and players and even some of the big coaches. Uh, you know that basketball season here in our state is not terribly far away. And yesterday, I think it was, we got the release of the Forum event this year at Southport and when it's going to take place and some of the big matchups. And Jalen Harrelson will be there with Fishers, who's a huge IU target and just a blossoming player on the national scene. Xavier Booker, obviously, there as well. And so many other really good names, including some young players in our state as well. It's going to be the place to be for high school basketball in our state coming up in early December. Yeah, it's always one of the best uh, events of the season and uh, obviously will be again this year and you know really looking forward to to getting out there and covering it and you know we've got uh you know I can't remember the exact matchups but uh obviously a lot of the a lot of the uh players who uh in our state that are you know obviously really good players and you know having that Ben Davis Ben Davis and the Cathedral matchup right off the bat is is pretty cool, and uh, you know it's it's. I think those are probably the two teams you're looking at when you talk about uh, you know the the maybe the two frontrunners for a state championship. You know, with Cathedral coming off last year's title, and then uh, Ben Davis very loaded, and you know gave uh, you know gave Cathedral a loss last year before they played again in the regional. Cathedral beat them, uh, but again, two two really good teams that. Uh, you know, it should be fun to see the two of them go head-to-head in addition to all the other great matchups. Yeah, I read something yesterday. It may have been the release. Eight, The last eight Indiana Mr. Basketballs have been in that event. That tells you the type of talent that they've been able to gather. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, – and again, you're, you'll have, you know, Xavier Booker, who's right there in the mix, and, you know, uh, Logan Imes, who's uh, from Zionsville, who, you know, if not Mr. Basketball candidate, he's certainly an Indie All-Star uh, type of a player, and – you know, you've just got a lot of players throughout the years. Last year, you had uh, Braden Smith and uh, Fletcher Lawyer playing against each other, the uh, the two Purdue recruits. So, you know, just uh, you know, year in and year out, it's a if you want to play, watch a full day of basketball, it's certainly uh, the place to be uh, for that. And you know, what a great venue uh, Southport always is. It's uh, it's always a lot of fun to be there for it. All right, Kyle Nedenrip, the Indianapolis Star, is my guest. Kyle, high school football takes a step up next week with the begin, the beginning of the postseason. Of course, tonight is the final week of regular season play. We've got New Albany, Floyd Central, a big rivalry game on 94.7 FM tonight. Uh, but it's almost time for the fall postseason for football. But as I say that, I look at all these soccer results and volleyball moving on into the latter stages of sectionals now. And uh, there are just so many fall activities, it's hard to keep up with all of it. Yeah, it really is. We're at that time of year where, you know, you've got soccer, volleyball, you know, uh, cross country, uh, you know, just uh, football, obviously. Uh, you know, it's it's a smorgasbord. And then, of course, you got, you know, girls basketball, of course, right on the horizon, and, and, and uh, boys basketball as well. But, yeah, it's fun. I, I sort of like the, uh, you know, the extra week we have now for the, at least for the 6A and 5A schools, to, uh, you know, give a, give us a little bit of break. But you have 4A on down, you know, coming next week, too, for uh, for sectional play. And it kind of gives them a little bit, bit of a spotlight, too, for, you know, without the big schools playing. 
Yeah, absolutely. Kyle Nedenrip, my guest. Kyle, uh, we talk a lot about recruiting when you join us. We've talked a lot about Thori Bedunga recently from Kokomo. He's originally from the, the Republic of the Congo. But I saw he received a scholarship offer from Kentucky earlier this week, and that's just a sign that a lot of things you've told us about him are coming true. He really is a prospect on the rise, and now Kentucky and others have offered recently as well, but his list continues to grow. Yeah, really. Uh, he's he's really uh, blown up, and I think anybody who saw him play, you know, in the spring and summer, and you know, if they didn't get a chance to see him play at Kokomo during the season, uh, you probably you get a better idea now of what he's uh, capable of doing. And you know, we got a chance to see him go head to head against Xavier Booker, and you know, I think anybody who watched that saw he could more than handle his own. Two different type of players, but you know, he's just such a uh, rim protector and rebounder, and you know, all of those things. And he's getting a lot better on offense too, so. Certainly worthy of that uh, high uh, national ranking he has. Yeah. Uh, Kyle, save this one for last. I wanted to get through some of the topics more timely. But, you know, earlier this week, and I mentioned this on the show, Nike announced that LeBron James's son, Bronny James, and I think it was five other athletes from various states, various sports, boys and girls from across the country, had been signed to really the first ever Nike NIL deals for high school athletes. And you and I have talked about NIL in Indiana. It's not a thing yet. I don't know that Indiana is prepared to act on that. However, it does seem something likely down the line. Uh, It's amazing to see some of these figures being thrown around for high school athletes in other states. Yeah, it really is, and it makes you wonder how uh, eventually, you know, if we'll see anything in that that realm uh, come to fruition here or if it's something that, you know, in the, you know, we're going to, you know, stay as it is now. I think most, you know, most uh, Midwest states anyway have kind of kept it, uh, you know, where it's it's not allowed, but certainly it's got to become, it is a conversation piece, I know, from, you know, talking to Paul Neidig, and, and at this point they haven't made any movements on that. But, uh, you know, and I think it's it affects only, you know, uh, the very high-end uh, athletes, obviously. But, you know, when we've, you know, talked before, Matt, about the prep schools and, you know, things like that, you know, that, that have sort of influenced, you know, the, the high school basketball realm here in Indiana and in other places probably more so, uh, you know, where kids may, you know, if, hey, if you have an opportunity to go make money in some other state in a prep school, that might be what you end up doing instead of playing high school basketball here. So that's certainly a, you know, it's certainly a a topic of discussion and, you know, that's putting it mildly, I think. I mean, if it, if it's an opportunity for you to, you know, to make money at an earlier age and set yourself up for future financial earnings, I mean, I I think anybody would consider that uh, path, Um, you know, and it's unfortunate from a high school basketball standpoint or high school athletics a school-based standpoint, but, you know, I can't blame anybody for, you know, thinking of doing that either. Yeah, according to the Business of College Sports, which is a website I looked up earlier, there are 19 states where there are clear rules and eligibility requirements that NIL activities are permitted uh, for student-athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness. So that number, since we brought it up, and it's not been all that long ago, back over the, su- the summer at some point, that number has increased. And as I scan through the list, 
no Midwestern states as far as what you think of uh, Indiana, Ohio, uh, Kentucky, our little heart of, uh, of this area where we think about sports. But, you know, you look out to Iowa and Kansas, both of those states have made mm-hmm. it legal for their athletes. So it is coming to the area. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Indiana High School Athletic Association acts, maybe in unison with other bordering states or not. But uh, going to be interesting to follow this. Yeah, and, and you bring up Iowa. I did notice that as well. And I, and Indiana, a lot of times on different areas, are uh, sort of aligned somewhat with Iowa. Not not like they are in everything, but they do uh, have similar uh, you know setups. I would say and and similar uh, you know sort of philosophies on things. I even talked to the, with the uh, previous commissioner Bobby Cox about that. Is is you know, sometimes they're a state that if you look at what they're doing now, not always for sure, because, you know, they've gone to a shot clock and they've done this with NIL. So uh, Indiana has followed on all of that stuff that I was doing. But I did think that was interesting. And, uh, you know, I've, and I've been in on meetings where I know that they have, uh, you know, discussed NIL with athletic directors and things like that and, and how they're, you know, kind of just, you know, what are they thinking about it and, and what come could come to fruition at some point, but I didn't get the impression that it's a pressing thing in Indiana as far as uh, doing it right now, but uh, but certainly it's on the horizon. It's a topic of discussion for sure. Absolutely. Kyle Nedner at the Indianapolis Star. What football game are you headed to tonight? I've got Center Grove and uh, Cathedral. Oh, and, okay. uh, yeah, that'll be a good one. We also have uh, Brownsburg and Hamilton Southeastern who were both undefeated, so should be two huge top four teams in the state. Kind of like an own little mini uh, showcase before the uh, tournament starts. Yeah, no question. All right, uh, Kyle Nedner of the Indianapolis Star. Kyle, as always, thanks for being with us on Friday. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Matt. All right, that's going to wrap things up with Kyle. That's going to wrap things up for the week. Thank you so much for being with us today. High school football tonight, New Albany and Floyd Central on 94.7 WFIA. That is one of our sister stations. You can also stream it online as well. So if you can't make it out to the New Albany-Floyd game, you can check it out uh, on 94.7 FM tonight. Justin Kalen will have the call of that ball game. IU and Maryland Saturday at 3.30. Pre-game coverage with Don Fisher begins at 2.30 here on the Big X. And, of course, we are just days away, really, at this point from the start of college basketball and the IU season and a lot of fun. So make it a plan to be with us each and every weekday at 11 a.m. here on the Hoosier Report. Have a great weekend. I'll return on Monday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Matt Dennison.